The conductor came around with his lamp And he whispered to me so kindly There's no room in here for a train Then it played Willie Bullboy And it tried, don't you play For the one that I love so dearly Has gone quite back on me I asked her if she loved me She said she loved me some Then she threw her arms all around me Like the bees all around the gum Well, it's Willie Willie Bullboy And it's why don't you play For the one that I love so dearly Has gone quite back on me Sometimes I live in the country Sometimes I live in town Sometimes I'll take a full ocean To jump in the river and drown Well, it's play Willie Bullboy Why don't you play For the one that I love so dearly Have gone quite back on me Where is my pocketbook and money? Where is my gold watch and chain? If you wait just a little while, I'll tell you That I lost it in a little poker game Wow that's that's what you call a pretty good record. Yeah, the the Columbia is called that verse you heard, Willie Poor Boy. That's what they oh, okay. call it on Columbia. I guess uh, I don't know who the fifth player. I don't remember uh, Posey Roar maybe hmm. on the Columbia one. This is Harvey and Johnson. That's and great. All the records are incredible. Like that. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, well we're here on the Old Time Radio Show with um, my pal Rich Nevins at, in his record room. Rich, uh, thanks for having us. Sure enough. And I know it's uh, slightly against your will, so I, I double <laughs> thank you. And uh, I know our audience, uh, if they were here, would thank you as well. So when when I just came in, you were telling me about um, a story about talking to Low Stokes from the Skillet Liquors who you knew. Oh, you want me to tell a story, an embarrassing story on myself? Huh? Yeah, I'd like to hear. Well, it's funny because you, you were saying that, you know, you're, you're not too thrilled about some of those early Skillet Liquors Columbias, which well, I always kind of discarded most of those even early on and then like, found some records that are just unbelievable masterpieces well there's later. like three phases for the for the skill lickers the first the rinky dinky band with two or three really nice records uh very unpretentious not really trying to do anything much technically uh and then Clayton McMitchell, I guess he's there almost from the start, and he sort of solidifies things musically a little because he was a real good musician. But still, uh, they weren't weren't that good of a band. Uh, Then there's this middle period where Lowe Stokes joins the band, but McMitchell is still calling all the shots. And they're 
playing standard fiddle tunes in the wrong key just to get harmony. And I once, and I once asked Lowe Stokes why they did that, and he got real pissed off at me. <laughs> uh, he said, what do you want us to do? It's the only way we can get harmony. I said, yeah, but you know, Black Eyed Susie only sounds good in D, not F or G sharp or whatever crazy key you're playing it in. But um, so they had that whole period. Then the then the latter period, the last two three years. The records are masterpieces. That's when Stokes asserts authority over the band, and he calls all the shots. And they're mostly just straight fiddle tunes. There aren't as many vocals. They were, there, which really hurt them, I guess, in a way, because Puckett, Riley Puckett, their singer, was very popular. They would right. have been better off doing more vocals in terms of sales. But for you and me and the rest of the world, yeah. it's real uh, fortunate that they went into heavy fiddle repertoire. There's some great, great records uh, from and, that period. And didn't you tell me that once that Stokes kind of told you he wasn't thrilled with Riley Puckett and uh, the way he played guitar? Uh, well, well, he said the only way he could play with Riley was to uh, ignore him. Yeah. Um, now, do you think that was just because Riley was just from a different, totally different background of pop music? Or no, 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 no. They all dabbled in pop music. There were no, yeah. no borders or demarcations like folklorists like to tell you about. Everybody... But even before you told me that story, I mean, I noticed sometimes Riley would just throw these fills in in the most inappropriate Yeah, that, well, that's place. what drove him crazy. Now, Riley can play beautifully on some things. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, really great, where he's really had the glove and the lead. Then the other things, like he totally destroys Lo Stokes' Sally Johnson right. record. You can't even hardly listen to it. Yet on the other side, on Billy and Lowground, he's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty nice. But, he, yeah, he just liked to have these fancy bass runs uh, that he would throw in. But sometimes he wasn't even in the right chord. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the timing on the bass runs is what Stokes was talking about. That really threw him off. He preferred to play with it. Guys like uh, Mike Whitten and uh, yeah, yeah. some of those guys. Now, <clears throat> how did you meet Stokes? I mean, you, you were seeking him out because yeah, you already just, found some of these records? Well, we always loved his records, so we asked people in North Georgia about him, and finally we found out he had moved a long time ago to Oklahoma. So one time when Dave Freeman and I were in Arkansas, we just drove over to Oklahoma right next door and met with him. Yeah. And he was receptive to you guys coming in, like sure. young kids who, uh, I'm sure that didn't happen to him all the time, right? I mean, well, no, 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 no. The fact that there weren't people out, too many people out looking for people who made old 78s. This was like in the 1960s. And uh, it was uh, you know, 35 years after the records were made, yeah, 40 years after the records. And most of the people were still around. The yeah. overall majority, because almost everybody made records was in their 20s or younger. Right. So they were still around if you wanted to go uh, find them. Sometimes it was quite a detective hunt to find them. So, um, let's see. Can, can we listen to a great Low Stokes fiddle sure. masterpiece? Here's Stokes to Billy in the Low Ground. Thank you. 
masterpiece. See, you can almost hear at the end of that where Puckett wanted to get a few runs in, you know, before it was <laughs> yeah, too late. It's the other side that he goes crazy on. Fortunately, yeah. he controlled himself there. So what, what was, I mean, do you remember, like, the, the first 78 you heard, or what got you into old music? I grew, I grew up listening to it on the radio. When I was a kid, uh, there was no TV yet, just radio. And I, I absolutely loved all the country music I heard on the radio, which was predominantly vocal. But I listened to the Grand Old Opry on Saturdays where there was a, a, a little bit of fiddle stuff. And uh, the wheeling, I listened to every night, that station, and uh, you know, various stations around the country. That's where I first heard it. Hmm. But when I get into the depth that I am now, it wasn't until I left home uh, about... I guess I was 17 when I left home and went, went off to school. And then I, I first got exposed to this much older... I had known the Carter family, Jimmy Rogers, but I didn't know the obscure uh, fiddlers from the 20s until I left home. And being a collector, I was always a collector. Right. And I just started picking this stuff up. Sorry, well, tell me, you have some pretty crazy uh, collecting stories. You've written about them, almost being electrocuted for records and things like yeah, this. Yeah. What, tell us a story. About well, in your younger days, as a collector, you're really you know, very extreme. And I mean, you think you, you're going to die if you don't get a record. got to have that record. got to have that record, of course. How were you finding records when you went around? Like You went well, around a lot with Dave Freeman, right? The, well, not a whole lot. Well, I went with Dave, Joe Buzzer, Gus, me, a lot of people. Yeah, I went just around. Like I did go around. Doors me and, and Dave went around a lot together. We were also recording music at the same time. Right. So, you know, any, any time we were doing that, when we weren't busy recording, we were looking for records. Well, that reminds me now. Did you record the, the Scheller family? Uh, the second no, I used to go visit them a lot, but yeah, uh, I know you told me you. Were I, they weren't in any condition to be recorded still at that point. You know, people who do those kind of projects do them because it's sort of a feel nostalgic. feel good kind of yeah, yeah. story. We we recorded, uh, uh, on, you know, on all Victor labels it says Floyd Bingley and his Pep Steppers, but his name is Hoyt H O Y T. So we recorded them in the late 60s or early 70s or something. And it was a pleasant little album. Yeah. But it wasn't nothing like, you know, the wampum stompum of the old days. So it was good enough to do an album, though. But Clarice and the family at the time that we used to go by there, uh, what you know, it just wasn't anything in the world like the old Shior family or Dad Blacker records. So... There's no point really in recording something that's mediocre. Yeah, well, one of I'm pretty sure you recorded uh, those two records for County with Tommy Gerald and uh, the trio. Yeah, me and Charlie Faro recorded the early recordings. I mean that. Oh, uh, Tommy. Those are pretty intense records. Those are some of the greatest who, records ever. And, uh, those are records from the '60s to sound like from the '20s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't, I mean, other than the recording quality, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. Um, not that our recording quality was that great on those, unfortunately. But um, well, they still, were pretty powerful performers, him and Fred Cochran and uh, Oscar Jenkins, uh, the three of them. Yeah. Well, you want to hear something else? Yeah, you got a record for us? Uh, we will put my... Cannon Joke Stomper doing Last Chance Blues. What's the matter now? 
What's the matter, baby? What's the matter now? You just a trifling woman, don't mean me no good now. Michael A. Jones. Oh, Buckley, Joe Buckley, Mr. Cannon Buckley. I give you my money, baby, but that don't do no good. I give you my money, baby, but that don't do no good. I think I'm just wild to work That's just what I do. What's the matter now? What's the matter now? What's the matter now? You just a trifling woman Don't oh, mean me no good no how I said, hey What am I going to I said, hey, hey, mama, what am I gonna do? I don't ever think, baby, can't get along with you. You might be able to get as good as that, but you really can't get any better than that, can you? Yeah, the, the great phrase, sort of suspended in time phrase, yes. that's what makes Canon so special. Now, uh, did you ever run into any of the old-time blues musicians in your travels? Well, they were all being rediscovered in the 60s uh, by a, a group of Analogous guys to us who were going after the country uh, people. There was three or four guys who were trying to date up all the blues people, and uh, so they were around everywhere, and uh, constantly being put on shows and concerts and stuff. Skip James and uh, Bucko White and uh, Sunhouse. We see them everywhere throughout the whole '60s. So well, of course, it was great to see them. Uh, some of them still had their chops and could play pretty good. Others would just sort of go through the motions like Buck White really just wasn't. Uh, maybe we should play one of his great records now that if I say something bad about him in the 60s, but he was yeah. just sort of going through the motions in the 60s. Uh, uh, Sun House was still very impassioned at times. He wasn't as powerful uh, playing on the guitar as he was in the uh, uh, late 20s. And uh, Skip James was pretty credible still. Yeah. He's pretty good. Still. Yeah, he played different, but he still had a great feel, right? Yeah, he had a great feel. Yeah, yeah. Great feel, which Bucko White has had lost somehow. Right, right. Uh, Mrs. Sipper And uh, Robert, Robert Wilkins was around, and there were a number of people around. Yeah, John Estes was around. Because it's just, just like with the country guys, they all recorded when they were in their 20s, so they were still around. Yeah. You want to play a Book of White record? Yeah. Play high fever blues. Play it at the right speed instead of the wrong speed that it's usually playing at. What's the right speed? The right speed is about uh, 79 and a half. Hmm. I'm taking down with the fever and it won't let me sleep. I'm taken down with the fever And it won't let me sleep It was about three row clowns Before he would let me be I wish somebody Would come and drive my fever away 
Ain't somebody coming dry my fever well This fever I'm having sure is in my way They fever I'm having show it hard on a man They fever I'm having show it hard on a man They don't allow my lover come and shake my hand. I wonder what's the matter with these people. Show it hard on a man. I wanna know what's the matter. How come the people hard on a man? Doctor said, ain't the fever that your lover has another man? Doctor, get your fever gate and put it under my tongue. Doctor, get your fever gate and put it under my tongue. Doctor says, all you need, your lover in your own. I want my lover Come and dry my fever away I want my lover Come and dry my fever away Doctor said she'd do me more good in a day And he would in all of his days Great. Yeah. So, who are some uh, other people that you uh, talked to that made an impression on you? What guys who made old records? Yeah. Oh, like I say, uh, people all the time. They're no different than you or me or anybody else. And people are all the same. You know, they're all the same. People want to write like 400 page biographies about Napoleon or somebody. Everybody's the same. Everybody loves their mother, hates their boss, hates their boss. But I mean, everybody gets hemorrhoids. You know. Anybody yeah. tell you any good stories? I mean, because for instance, like when you told me that story originally about Riley Puckett, I, I thought I was the only one who <laughs> thought that guy was playing terrible on those on some of those records. And then it all clicked in with me. I was like, Well, I got to give Riley credit. Riley's a really good guitar player. No. Just to, we, we and, and in fact, some of his late Bluebirds, especially the mandolin records, uh, like he plays phenomenal. I mean, yeah. he, you know, uh, he can play good, but I'm some, not cutting. I'm not. I love Riley Puckett. I mean, sometimes he really was lost. Like Sally Johnson, a hard tune to play either on yeah, the fiddle yeah. or backup, but he just. It's surprising being from North Georgia, what no fundamental tune like that. Right. All he did is play music all day long, all the time. But uh, you didn't know it. Uh, and then to make matters worse, he tried to get fancy and. Yeah, that's the worst thing you can that's do. That's the worst thing lost. you can do. If you don't know it, just stay low key. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, oh, there's endless stories. I don't know. Um, what specifically you might be interested in. But again, I do want to emphasize, they're just folks like everybody else. Yeah. But, uh, but there's interesting things. One time we were, a lot of them, as a generality, couldn't understand why us young guys from back east or, or, or up north or whatever were, were coming to talk to them because for most of them, they're making these records with one day in their life. Right. The skill liquors were professional. They kept going back and back and forth. And one time we were in Arkansas talking to Reeves, White County Ramblers guys. Oh, wow. And uh, they were nonplussed, like, what? You came all the way out here. You know, records we made one day in 1928? Why would you be interested? You just couldn't figure it out and it was it, it, it was sort of bothering this is Lloyd the guy who sings and plays that pump organ on there and so yeah, yeah. at dinner time all of a sudden in the middle of dinner he says I've got it I got it now I understand you boys I know exactly what's going on here you are just like these civil war buffs he says <laughs> who go around digging up all the every every shell case and you know uh, 
Every lost belt buckle. That's what and I said. Exactly, Lloyd. That's it. That's what, exactly what we're like. We're like the Civil War buffs. But most of them, as a generality, couldn't understand why anybody cared. In fact, most of them, five, six, seven years after they made the records, were very self-conscious about the records. They thought it would sound like old backwood stuff, you know, when they were here. And then as the 1930s unfolded, then when things were getting slicker and slicker, and... Uh, they thought that they were old, not only old hat, but they thought that they were backwoodsy and felt a little self-conscious about it, I think. Huh. Of course, that's why they were so good, because they weren't so slick. Right. And they right. were backwoodsy, and that's why it was good. Okay, what should we play now? Let's see. Hey, now, did you, is this one of the records you just got, Sweet 16 by Charlie Poole? Sure that is, one? yeah. Okay, let's play it. Let's play one of John Hennig, John Hennig's new acquisitions. Yeah, it's a great day here. It's a great For many reasons. Charlie Poole doing Sweet 16. <laughs> She was a sugar plum. I loved the well, but the sad to tell she chew our chewing gum. There was no law to stop a jaws which worked like a machine. What could I do? So let her chew one, she was sweet sixteen. Going some, she hardly stopped to chew a meal. She was so fond of gum. She chewed jaw, chawed and chewed, and her brand was winter green. And while I would, this girl, she chewed one seed for sweet sixteen. I ever make a bad record? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a small percentage, but I think these later ones are among the best ones. Of yeah. course, they're classics and the early ones like White House Blues, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the later ones, are, are they're so together as a band. They're just yeah. a powerful band. Incredible, yeah. yeah. Also, have that great Milwaukee blues. From yeah, I talked to you to get it. Yeah. One of the Best moves I ever made, <laughs> with your guidance. So you were talking about uh, Reeves White County Ramblers. Uh huh. Maybe we should play something by them because it's not everywhere you can go and uh, you know have your pick of Reeves White County Ramblers. All right, we'll play something by Reeves. This one's called Flying Engine, E N G I N E, but I bet you that's just a 
a screw up in the original name, which was probably Flying Indian, so Flying Engine, you know, Flying Engine ah, huh. became Flying Engine. From White County, Arkansas, which is sort of in the middle of the state. Huh. There are a number of other bands from White County. I think Pope's Arkansas Mountaineers. Another great band. White County. Oh, you want to hear blues? Another yeah, sure. blues record I'll play. Name one? Yeah. I'd like to hear uh, uh, Skip James yeah. doing... Um, Hopefully what a decent condition that all... Okay, well, you, you can choose one, but I'll say either uh, Cypress Grove. Okay. Is that in decent condition? I think so. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty good. That E plus, so that's just... That, that ought to do. Can't really ask for more Most, now, most of my Skip James records, like anybody else who was fortunate enough to have any of them, are not in very good shape. Uh, some are in very bad shape. Like, uh, I'm so glad it's a pretty bad shit, but this one, fortunately, is a good shit. I'd rather be buried in some cypress grove. I'd rather be buried in some cypress To have some woman, Lord, that I can't control. And I'm going away now, I'm going away to stay. 
Dios Pretty good. Yeah. Totally unique. Powerful. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Any others you like to hear? Well, I wanted to ask you, did, did you ever run into uh, any uh, Cajun musicians that recorded early records? Did you ever? Oh, sure. Dennis McGee and uh, Leo Swallow, the two giant figures. Of, yeah, uh, sure. I used to know them pretty well. Yeah. well we did a record of uh, Dennis McGee and Sandy Corville. Oh, that's right. Sure. Which, again, it was okay. There were two or three tracks that were real solid and good, but the rest of it was nowhere near up to the old 78s. Were those guys still playing regularly at that point? Or? Uh, yeah. They were still, I guess, uh, not like when they were young, but they were still playing regularly. And the same I, for uh, how old Leo. How was McGee? Was he... At that time, gosh, he must have been in his 60s, uh, heading towards 70, or maybe he was 70 already. I don't yeah. recall. He might have been 70 already. But he was strong as an ox. Yeah. A powerful guy. I pissed <laughs> him off, too. I was great at pissing people off. So how'd you piss him off? <laughs> well, we were driving in the car, and I said, what'd you do this morning, Dennis? And people would say, called Delus. Yeah. Delus. And he said, I was out fishing. I said, what'd you catch? He said, well, I got some... A spotted goo, and some striped goo, and some speckled goo. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, that, is that all you can catch with goo? And, I, I, and he, for some reason, got angry at me. Went, what are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but most of the time, he was a very happy-go-lucky guy. Just, yeah. Uh, the whole time I knew him over a period, many, many, many years, the only thing he ever called me was, boy. Hmm. And boy, you want to go eat? Boy, you want to do this? Boy, you want to do that? <laughs> never, never called me Richard or any, any name, just boy. <laughs> and Leo Swallow was the sweetest guy in the whole world. To really, yeah. And they were the two giant figures. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, uh, you know, Fruge and uh, some of the others, uh, Amade Ardois were right up top there, too, but... My two favorite are for Mickey and uh, Leo Swallow. Maybe we could hear something by those guys. Okay. This one is from, I guess it's 1928, and it's uh, Leo Swallow playing fiddle and me, Usla Fleur playing accordion, and singing, and the title is Mama, 
Where are you at? Oh, yeah. Imagine what it was like to hear those guys live, huh? Well, just like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's as good as it gets. I feel like you probably hear clearer here than if you were in a dance hall where a lot of people talk and the bad acoustics and yeah, all that kind of stuff. From, from that record, yeah, poor Mayus. Not, not my copy. That's all gray. <laughs> Mayus uh, was dead six months after that record. Oh, really? Right. Saturday night dance. You know. Somebody said something, and somebody else said something. Common occurrence. You know, people drinking a lot, and somebody shot him. Wow. Great, great musician. Well, to all our listeners out there, I want to say if you like this uh, stuff you're listening to, I urge you to go out and buy some Yazoo comps that, uh, Richard, you, you were generous enough to put out. Some of those early comps had a big like influence on me and uh, you know uh opened me up to things i would have never heard and uh lord knows uh, in today's uh, market of downloading and all these youngsters who want everything for free the least you can do listen to this free radio show is buy some yazoo comps <laughs> for christmas sakes not to mention the newest one the stuff dreams are made of too which is amazing return of stuff the return of the stuff dreams are made of why don't you just get both of them get volume one and two well, if you really want to hear, your life. you want to read about just how sick and demented collectors are, those are the records to get because it lays it all out. Yeah, the notes are exposés of how just sick and perverse and nutty collectors are, including John Hennigan. Yeah, well, I, I'm I've got some serious problems. There's no doubt about that. I'm the first one to admit it, and I love reading about other sick people. It makes you feel better about yourself, and it's entertaining. 
one of my favorite stories, which I think is, or I, I, I know is in the first stuff dreams are made of notes, is where you almost electrocuted yourself to get the Carter Brothers and Sons. No, it right? wasn't the Carter Brothers and Sons. It was North Carolina Cooper oh, Boys. Oh, North Carolina Cooper Boys. Yeah, it, it was, it was you know, a sick, crazy thing to do. This woman lived down the holler, right on the Virginia-North Carolina line, and I knew she had some records, and... Uh, so I went there. Somebody told me about him, and I went there. And uh, before I could get to her door, it was pouring rain, absolutely pouring rain. I could have gone the next day, but I, being a lunatic record collector, I had to go now. Right? Of course. So you wouldn't be able to sleep all night. Uh, this is out in the country, and she has some cows and some cattle there, and uh, so she had an electric cattle fence uh, to keep that in, you know, and. I, I I walked smack into it, and my feet were soaking wet, so it just went right through me. And uh, what a jolt. Uh, I managed to throw myself over the fence and land in a pile of mud and cow shit and God knows what. And you would think at that point now, right? <laughs> you, you would call the day and go home, but no, I kept going. And I didn't leave till I had some records. Did you, you got your North Carolina voice? Yeah. At that time, that was hard to find. I don't, not since, like a lot of records. That was back a long time ago, 40, 50, 40, 50 years, 50 years ago. Know, 40 to 50 years ago. Remember which one it was? The Red Rose the, of Texas? Yeah, it was uh, uh, Daniel and the Lions, the other side is Red Rose of Texas. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal record. Yeah. You told me a funny story about buying some Carter family records from some woman and that was where you found the Carter brothers and sons I believe oh were well, the, the two older women who had all the Carter family records yeah, and then they tell you yeah that story is in the good. return of oh that's in the uh, return of okay. stuff that dreams are made of so let people buy it okay, to hear buy that it. story go out and buy it get on Amazon for Christ's sakes <laughs> wasting all your money on fast food get some good music double double cd with a 54 page booklet yeah they're really incredible and the the music is is the best of the best and the rarest of the rarest well richard i i know you did this uh, partly against your will and i appreciate it we've come to the end of the old time <laughs> radio show so you're released from your uh, well do you want to hear one more to wrap it up yeah or? i want you to pick a record to take us out with the house Always picks the last record. I well, I, well, whenever we all get together, I usually pick a re religious or sacred record for the last record. Sounds yeah. good. So uh, I'll pick one. Yeah, well, this is close enough. It's a sort of half and half. It's a ballad with religious overtones. It's uh, Walter Smith and his family do a little Bessie. Oh, cool. Closer, mother, closer. 